What's up, everybody? This is your main man, Tyler, here with the Around the Bases podcast. Here to recap week six of the college softball season, as well as look at the conference standings that I think that you need to look out for, uh, RPI rankings, the week seven schedule, as well as stat leaders. Now, beings as there is a game that I have highlighted on the schedule that is going on right now as we speak, I assume because weather moved up the game time, um, I'm going to, we'll talk about that very briefly as when I get to it. But, let's get into it. Week 6 recap. Here we go. Missouri took down Illinois last Wednesday 7-6 to in 8 innings to open their doubleheader in Champaign, Illinois. Then in Game 2, Missouri cruised to a 10-2 5-inning win to sweep the doubleheader. Not 100% surprising, but I thought Illinois would play better in the second game. But, you know, that's how it goes. Wisconsin swept the three-game set. Uh, the two other two games were played on la- the, pa- the day before on the Tuesday they finished the three-game set at Utah on Wednesday, and Wisconsin won 6-1. to one. Not a surprise there, really, either. Wisconsin is just simply a better team than Utah. Kiana Jones' home run lifts North Carolina past Liberty 3-2 in Lynchburg. Huge win for North Carolina, taking down Liberty in at Liberty. Uh, that's a that's a that's pretty big because Liberty doesn't lose at home at often. Alex Thoraco throws 16 strikeout one hitter in Michigan's six nothing win over Oakland. Aaron McDonald's 11 strikeouts led Wichita State to a three one win at Omaha. Holly Blaska's two run homer in the bottom of the fifth lifts Miami of Ohio to a huge upset 7-5 win at home over Kentucky. And the Redhawks is their mascot. I will get back to them later because they're doing something as I speak that is pretty remarkable, but I don't want to jinx anything. But <clears throat> Bailey Partial throws a 12-strikeout 2-hitter in Penn State's 6-0 win at Pitt. Texas scores seven runs in the top of the sixth to run away from Louisiana in 10-2 win in game one of a doubleheader. And then in game two, Texas held off Louisiana in the seventh to sweep the doubleheader in a 3-2 win. Good for Texas to get those two wins because now they're basically back in the top 25 in major polls. Um, Louisiana not looking great like they have in the past. Um, Louisiana's got some work to do. They're not going to be hosting any regional for sure this year. So, um, But Courtney Coppersmith threw a 10 strikeouts in UMBC's 6-2 win at Maryland. Courtney Coppersmith, one of the most underrated and least known pitchers in the nation, I'm sure. Baylor shut out Texas State to earn the 3-0 win on the road. I thought Texas State would win um, because Baylor hasn't really proven that they're a great team this season, but Baylor was able to get the win. A stunning loss as UTA or UT Arlington took down Oklahoma State at home in a 3-1 win. I didn't see that coming, uh, to be honest with you. 
Um, it took me by surprise to see Oklahoma State lose on the road to a UT Arlington team that is has, I believe, a 500 record right now as we speak. Yeah, they're 11 and 11 right now, so very shocking, but it's all about timing. Uh, in a World Series caliber game, Florida State went to the Roadhouse and handed Alabama their third loss of the season in a 6-5 win. Florida State firmly stamped its place as the number two team in the nation. But they did falter during the weekend, and we'll get to that later. Uh, starting off Thursday, Jaden Vickers threw a no-hitter in Rutgers 16-0 five-inning win over Maryland Eastern Shore. In the first game of a doubleheader there. Uh, second game wasn't anything of two note. Um, Lehigh scored five runs in the bottom of the sixth to stun Purdue in an 8-5 win. Again, Lehigh is a team I've seen in person. Uh, I'm shocked they took down Purdue, to be honest with you. it's I know Purdue's not great, but they are a, a good team. I mean, but, I, you know, again... Any team, any day. Who knows? Uh, Georgina Cork threw a nine-strikeout shutdown in South Florida's 5-0 win over Ohio State. Tori Nietzsche's 10 strikeouts led South Dakota State to 11-1 six-inning win in the Game 1 of doubleheader at Loyola Marymount. And then in Game 2, Kelsey Lennox hit the walk, uh, hit the game winner to give South Dakota State the doubleheader sweep at LMU in a 5-4 nine-inning win. Great doubleheader sweep for the Jackrabbits. Uh, that'll certainly help their case in the RPI, which I have them detailed later. Um, fantastic two wins. Um, a solo homer off Georgina Cork is the reason Purdue pulled the upset at South Florida in a one to nothing win. Again, very shocking. Um, you know, I really. I really didn't expect Purdue after having gone down to Lehigh to come back and beat South Florida. But they ended up doing it. So kudos to them for rebounding and getting back into the game. Or getting refocused to get that win. Uh, Friday, Georgina Cork threw 13 strikeouts in South Florida's 2-0 win over Lehigh. Uh, I'll get to South Florida in a minute. Um... Uh, uh, or when I go through the schedule for this weekend. Miranda Ellis threw a no-hitter in Oklahoma State's 8-0 five-inning win over Wichita State at home. I'm shocked that the Wichita State Shockers are not better and playing better against Oklahoma State. Makes no sense to me, uh, but, you know, that's how the game goes. Keely Rochard's 12 strikeouts lead Virginia Tech to easy series opening 10-0 five-inning win over U North Carolina at home. Lexia Rose, I may have uh, wrote this name down wrong, uh, but Lexia Rosco's double six RBIs, including the walk-off three-run double, led Utah State to a 9-7, eight-inning win over Maine. Just, I just wanted to highlight that she had six RBIs. That's a big day for sure. Kelly Maxwell threw a 12-strikeout one-hitter in Oklahoma State's 9-0, five-inning win over Kansas City. Hope Troutwine's 10 strikeouts led Oklahoma to a 10-1 five-inning win over Sam Houston. Duke takes the series opener at home against Clemson with a 6-2 win. 
Utah got a surprising win after they lost uh, that three-game series to Wisconsin midweek uh, with a 5-2 win over Oregon at home to start their series. Washington came back down 2-0 to get the 4-2 win at Cal to open their series. A shocking result as Pacific, the Pacific Tigers, I believe is their name, walks it off on Iowa State at home 4-3. Another a team that I didn't expect to lose in that game, Iowa State. Um, Mary Half's 11 strikeouts and pinch hitter Casey Hoffman's three-run homer in the sixth lifted Arkansas to the 4-3 win at Tennessee to open their series. Virginia picked up a 4-1 win at NC State to open their series. Uh, certainly UVA has come out playing inspired here to open the ACC. They seem like a somewhat decent team, and which is very unusual given past years, but maybe they're finally putting it together. I don't know. Wait till they play someone that's really top of the ACC, and then we'll talk. Uh, but Jessica Mullins' 13 strikeouts weren't enough as she walked in the winning run as South Alabama got a 2-1, 8-inning win to open their series at home with Texas State, which kept South Alabama perfect in the Sun Belt to that point. Montana Fouts' 10 strikeouts lifted Alabama to a 4-2 series opening win against Kentucky at home. Uh, Estelle Check shuts down LSU as Texas gets a huge 3-0 uh, 3-0 3-0 opening win at home. A fielding error in the first led Louisiana Monroe or ULM to a 1-0 win at Troy to open their series. Making me rethink just how good ULM can be this season. Skylar Wallace's two-run single in the seventh lifted Florida to series opening 3-2 win at Texas A&M. Baylor takes down McNeese State 5-2 to open their series. Not really a huge surprise there, but I, you know, the McNeese kept it close, and that's about what I expected. Florida Atlantic went to North Texas and got the 1-0 series opening win. A little bit of a shocker there for me, but... Uh, Gretchen Mead's 10 strikeouts led Middle Tennessee State to a 4 0 oh, Excuse me, I'm talking soccer again. A 4 nothing series opening win at home over Southern Miss. Again, I'm a little shocked. I thought Southern Miss was better than that. But, you know, it's one of those games. Mississippi State outlasted Ole Miss in their series opener in Stark Vegas in 9 8 win. Jasmine Rollins' grand slam in the first was enough to lift Arizona State to a 5-3 opening series win at home over Oregon State. Sia Swain throws 16 strikeouts in an 8-2 win over Sacramento State for Iowa State. Moving on to Saturday, Georgina Cork's 12 strikeouts led South Florida to a 3-1 win over Purdue. Again, Georgina Cork doing what she does. Extending her strikeout lead, which we'll get to. Uh, Hannah Houges' 11 strikeouts led USC Upstate to series opening 4-2 win over Campbell in Game 1 of a doubleheader. In Game 2, USC Upstate cruised to the series win in a 10-1 6-inning win in Game 2. 
McNeese battles to 5-4 win at Baylor in game one of a doubleheader. The rubber match came later, and Baylor took the series thanks to Aaliyah, Benford one, Aaliyah Benford's one-hitter in a 3-0 win in game two. I'm not shocked Miss McNeese State took a game in that series, but I am happy to see that it was a close series. Danielle Gibson's two homers, seven RBIs, lead Arkansas to a guaranteed series win at Tennessee in a 9-6 win. Clemson responded with a 10-2 five-inning win to even the series at Duke with the rubber match on Sunday. Keely Rochard stranded the bases loaded as Virginia Tech guaranteed a series win at home against North Carolina in an 8-5 win. Oregon evens their series at Utah with an 8-2 win with the rubber match to come later that day and Oregon scored four runs in the seventh to secure the series win in a seven to six win at Utah little I am a little I'm not stunned per se that Utah took one game uh but Utah was very close to taking the series at home so I don't know it was it certainly seemed like something very interesting uh, but Mackenzie Herzog's 15 strikeouts shut down Florida as Texas A&M evened the series at home, forcing the rubber match on Sunday. Texas guaranteed the series win at home against LSU in a 4-0 win in a Game 1 of the doubleheader. Later that day in Game 2, Mackenzie Parker walked it off as Texas swept LSU at home 11-10 which is a massive part of why they're back in the top 25 this week. Alabama guaranteed a series win at home against Kentucky in a 3-2 win. Georgia picked up a 5-1 a 5-nothing win at home against Illinois. Leanna Johnson's 11 strikeouts even the series at home in Troy's 9-1 6-inning win over ULM, forcing the rubber match on Sunday. South Alabama shuts down Texas State 7-0 to clinch the series at home and move to 5-0 in Sunbelt play. Texas State fell to 1-4. Again, very shocking to see Texas State just not playing well this season after having made the tournament last year. Um, but those things can happen. It's nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, but South Carolina scored 3 in the 11th to take down Auburn 10-7. On the road to open the series. Did not see that coming at all. Um, I didn't think South Carolina was good enough to go on the road and get a win in the SEC, to be honest with you. Just stating my opinion. Uh, but good, kudos to the Gamecocks for getting that win. Uh, but Virginia moved to 4-1 in ACC play with a 5-2 win at NC State that guaranteed them a series win. Rachel Roop's homer six RBIs led Liberty to an 11-4 win at Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky's not as good as I thought they were this season. Uh, Northwestern scored four in the 10th to take down Missouri 9-6. Danielle Williams had 13 strikeouts in this game. Huge win for Northwestern. Missouri is uh, one of those teams that's either hot or cold. You never know what you're going to get when they step on the field. Um... Acacia Anders hit a walk-off homer to even the series for Cal at home against Washington in a 4-3 win. Very surprising, but we'll get to the series uh, finale on Sunday in a minute. Um, 
Kelly Maxwell's 10 strikeouts led Oklahoma State to a 10-2 five-inning win over Wichita State. Again, Wichita State just not playing well. And I don't, I just don't know why. I can't explain it. Uh, but Arizona State guaranteed a series win with a 9-1 six-inning win over Oregon State at home. Lexi Hanley's 10 strikeouts led Ohio State to a 9-0 five-inning win at South Florida thus knocking South Florida out of the top 25 this week and is only receiving votes. Megan Faramo throws 11 strikeout two-hitter in UCLA's series opening 5-0 win over Arizona at home. Stanford picked up a huge win as they took down Missouri on the road 7-4 in eight innings. Again, Missouri up and down. But Stanford has a very good pitching staff behind Alana Vauder. So, anything's possible with Stanford right now. Moving on to Sunday, Campbell avoided the sweep at USC Upstate as they scored all six runs in the final three innings of a 6-3 win. And USC Upstate is receiving votes in the uh, NFCA poll for the top 25. So, that's big for Campbell to avoid getting swept. Um against USC Upstate, who is a very good team, it appears. But Olivia Lackey's 11 strikeouts weren't enough, as Texas State was able to avoid the sweep at South Alabama in a 3-0 win. Thus, South Alabama moves to 5-1 in the Sun Belt, leaving no teams undefeated in the Sun Belt. Virginia Tech rolls to a clean sweep of North Carolina in 9-1 five-inning win at home. Lindsey Elam's three homers, eight RBIs, plus a Jordy Ball no-hitter led Oklahoma to 20 to nothing five-inning massacre of Iowa. And I'll talk more about Oklahoma in the stats section, but it's wild what this team is right now. And I'll like I said, I'll get into it a little bit further here later. Uh, but Florida State was held to one hit as Boston College evened the series in a 2-0 eight-inning win to force the rubber match later. And in that game, Florida State responded to uh, win the series at home in a 4-0 win. Shocked that Boston College was able to go to Tallahassee and get a win out of that. Um, but that's how we're playing right now, so... Um... Georgia took down Illinois at home, 4-3. Mississippi State shut down Ole Miss to get the sweep at home, 6-0 win. Uh, That's the first time they've done that in a while to Ole Miss. So kudos to the Bulldogs for being able to take out their rivals, the Rebels. Florida takes the series at Texas A&M with 11-3, 6-inning win. Not a surprise in there. Uh, but Troy took the ser- home series against Lu- uh, Louisiana Monroe with a 6-4 win. Not a shocker in my opinion. I thought Troy was going to take the series, and they did. So Daniel Williams throws 11 strikeout no-hitter as Northwestern takes down Stanford 4-0. Zeta Pooney was all the offense Tennessee needed to avoid the sweep at home against Arkansas, having a double, a home run, and all six RBIs in Tennessee's 6-2 win. Uh, I expected Arkansas to take this series, but 
Tennessee showed fight and resilience on Sunday getting that win. Virginia is now 5-1 and one in ACC play, sweeping NC State on the road in an 8-1 win. I, they're looking good, but I don't trust Virginia if they're going against Virginia Tech, Clemson, Duke, or Florida State. Peyton St. George's 11 strikeouts led Duke to a series win at home over Clemson in a 7-1 uh, win. And again, that's pretty much what I expected, but at least Clemson was able to avoid a sweep by getting that win on Saturday. Uh, UCLA guaranteed a series win at home behind Holly Azevedo's 13 strikeout no-hitter and a 3-0 win over Arizona. Kentucky gets to Montana Fouts and avoids the sweep at Alabama in a 9-4 win. Again, the Rhodes House is such a tough place to play, but at least Kentucky was able to avoid the sweep and get that win. Uh, Ball State upset Missouri on their field 4-3. Ah. Again, this Missouri team, you don't know what you're going to get. And that's terrifying for someone trying to predict what they're going to do. But Bella Loomis hit a walk-off three-run homer to lift Arizona State to a home sweep of Oregon State in a 9-6, 8-inning win. Cal stunned Washington, winning the series at home with a 6-5 win. It's been a while since Washington hasn't looked like this they they haven't looked like this in a while and they're losing a series on the road to cal now of course cal is receiving votes in both top 25 polls but i i just it it didn't make sense to me but kudos to the the bears for getting the win uh, getting the series win Auburn responds to even the series at home against South Carolina in 11-2, five-inning win with the rubber match on Miked Up Monday on the SEC Network, which we'll get to here in a second. Missouri responded, taking down Stanford 5-0 at home. St. Thomas rolls to a 10-4 win its upset at South Florida. Georgina Cork obviously didn't pitch in this game, uh, but a program that just transitioned f- from Division, I think, 3 to Division 1 and upsetting their first ever ranked team. Kudos to the Tommies. Uh, That's fantastic to see. But there's a larger issue at large here with this South Florida team that I'll get into later. Uh, Monday, UCLA finished off the home sweep of Arizona, 7-0 win. Oregon State survived an upset bid at Grand Canyon in a 6-5 8-inning win. Oregon scored 6 runs in the last 2 innings to take down BYU on the road 9-3. Daniel Gibson's 2 homers, 4 RBIs led Arkansas to a 8-1 win at Eastern uh, Western, excuse me, Western Kentucky. Nelia Peralta walks it off to give Auburn the series win at home over South Carolina in a 4-3 10-inning win. Miked up Monday never fails on the SEC Network, I tell you. Uh, but Emma Limley, uh, yesterday, on Tuesday, Emma Limley threw a 13-strikeout no-hitter in Virginia Tech's 5-0 win over Longwood in Game 1 of the doubleheader. Ivy Rosenberry responded in Game 2 for Virginia Tech in the circle, throwing a no-hitter of her own, sweeping that doubleheader, which 
comes as no surprise, but Virginia Tech's pitching staff is very deep. And if Virginia Tech wants to make a run at the National Championship Series, I think they very well could with this pitching staff. Uh, Megan Bobian's 10 strikeouts led Michigan to 9-1 five-inning win over Western Michigan yesterday. Liberty Cruz passed Virginia 6-1. Jordy Ball's 10 strikeouts plus two homers each from Jocelyn Allo and Lindsey Elam led to Oklahoma's 9-1 six-inning thrashing at Kentucky. I want you in... Oklahoma's 26 games played. They have run-ruled their opponent 22 times. That is insane. And why I very easily think Oklahoma could finish the season undefeated defending national champions again. I'm just saying. That's where we're headed at this point in the stage of the season. Uh, but lastly, Georgina Cork's 14 strikeouts led South Florida past Canisius in a 5-0 win. Moving on to the conference standings, Liberty is first in the Atlantic Sun with uh, nothing real surprising there. South Alabama still on top of the Sun Belt with Troy and Louisiana tied for second. Louisiana Monroe, App State, and UTA are all tied for fourth at 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Texas State is tied for eighth at two and four. Auburn, as of right now, Auburn is your SEC regular season champs in the SEC because they are five and one. Crazy, wild stuff. But Florida and Mississippi State are tied for second at four and two. Georgia, Arkansas, and LSU are tied for fourth at two and one. Tennessee is seventh. At three and two, Alabama is eighth, eighth in the SEC, and they're a top four team in the nation right now, and they're eighth in the SEC at three and three. Wild stuff, absolutely crazy. South Carolina's ninth, Kentucky's tenth, A and M's eleventh, Ole Miss is twelfth, and Missouri's thirteenth. George Washington's on top of the A ten, like. They were expected to be Presbyterian leads the Big South in a shock, but USC Upstate and Winthrop are right behind, tied for second, and Longwood is behind them, tied for fourth. Western Kentucky, North Texas, and UAB are all tied atop Conference USA. Conference, uh, I mean Charlotte, <clears throat> is in fourth in the East Division, which is a huge shock considering how they played in the non-conference schedule. Robert Morris and Oakland are tied for the lead in the Horizon League. Youngstown State's right behind them. Northern Iowa's on top of the Missouri Valley. UConn is on top of the Big East. Villanova is still in last in the Big East. Huge surprise. Miami of Ohio is leading the MAC, and I'll talk about that more here as in the schedule. St. Francis leads the NEC, or the Northeast Conference, behind Grace Vesco. I believe she's still with the team. My, I could be wrong on that. She may have graduated last year. Uh, but Princeton leads the Ivy League. Uh, Cal State Northridge leads the Big West. K 
Cal St uh, State Fullerton and Long Beach State are right behind Cal State Northridge. Tied for second. And Boise State, to no one's surprise, is tied with San Diego State atop the Mountain West. Those are the, clearly the two best teams in the Mountain West. UCLA and Arizona State are tied for first in the Pac-12 at 3-0. Oregon and Cal are tied for third at 2-1. Washington and Utah tied for fifth at 1-2. And, and Oregon State and Arizona tied for last at 0-3. Oh uh, and lastly, JMU sixth in the Colonial or the CAA. Let's move on to the RPI rankings. UMBC's 173. I I swear they're a better team than that, but I understand why the optics look bad on that. James Madison, 111. ULM, 104. I think they're better than that. South Alabama, 88. They're definitely better than that. North Alabama's 83. They're having a great season. They're 22-7. and seven. Uh, UNLV is at 80. Uh, North Florida is at 75. Uh, and North Florida, they, uh, they're in the top five in ERA, which I'll get to it later. So them at 75 is really good for them. San Diego State, 71. They're better than that. Iowa State, 70. I can see that. Liberty is better than 68. I'm concerned if Liberty's RPI keeps dropping like this, they're not going to remain or they're not going to be in the tournament unless they win the Atlantic Sun, which I think they will. But Texas State is 63. That seems about right. Loyola Marymount, 62. USC Upstate's 59. Louisiana's 56. They're not used to being that low or that high. Uh, BYU 54, UNCG 53, Troy 51, Weber State 50, Cal State Fullerton's 49, North Texas is 46, Wichita State 44, South Florida 43, Boise State 41, Cal 40, South Dakota State 39, Nebraska 38, Stanford 37, Western Kentucky 35, Arizona 31. They're not used to being that high either. Uh, Georgia 30. Oregon State 29. Notre Dame 27. Arkansas 25. Missouri 24. Ohio State at 23. LSU 21. Michigan 20. Charlotte has fallen since that first RPI ranking of 8 to 19. Arizona State, 18. Kentucky, 17. Washington, 16. Central Florida, 15. Clemson, 14. Tennessee, 13. Texas, 12. Auburn, 11. Northwestern, 10. Florida, 9. Ohio, uh, excuse me, Oklahoma State, 8. Oregon, 7. UCLA, 6. Florida State, 5. Duke, 4. Oklahoma, 3. Alabama, 2. Virginia Tech still holds the top spot in the RPI. Now let's move on to the Week 7 schedule, starting today. Stanford at Nebraska is a game. I hope weather doesn't impact that game because I'm interested to see Al uh, Alana Valter versus... Um, Alana Valter versus Billy Andrews. 
Uh, that's a fantastic matchup that I would love to keep up with. Um, Texas at Texas State. I'm very intrigued to see uh, what if Texas State and Jessica Mullins can, you know, flip the script on what happened to them. Oh, forgive me. Nebraska-Stanford has been unfortunate there. Uh, but Texas at Texas State is still a go. Clemson at Georgia, for all uh, as far as I know, is still a go for today. Miami of Ohio at Michigan is happening right now. And they're in the top of the fourth, two outs. Miami of Ohio has a 4-1 to lead over Michigan right now. Um, so that's going to be huge on to start next week's podcast. I'm going to just throw that out there if Miami of Ohio with Courtney Veerstra in the circle can hold on. Uh, but Alabama at UAB I think is still on. Or I think will still be on. Florida State at Troy I think will still be on. That's a huge game for Troy at home against the number two or three team in the nation depending on where you look. Uh, Southern Miss at McNeese State. I'm interested to see two of the, those two go together. And South Carolina at Charlotte. I have a feeling that game's going to get canceled. But uh, as of right now, it's still on the schedule. Uh, Tuesday. There's no really no real games Thursday, Friday, or Monday. Uh, but Tuesday, Ohio State at Kentucky. Is Ohio State for real? Can they go into Lexington, get a win against Kentucky? I'm very interested to see. Uh, and Wichita State at Oklahoma. I think this will be another run rule for Oklahoma, given that Wichita State couldn't even stay off the run rule against Oklahoma State. But we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out Tuesday. And the series. Cal at Oregon. I want to see if Cal can replicate their uh, success at home against Washington last week in Eugene, Oregon. And I don't think they will. I think Oregon makes it a clean sweep there. Stanford at Oregon State for three games. That's a very intriguing series. I think Stanford takes two at uh, Corvallis. Indiana at Iowa, Ohio. Excuse me. Indiana at Ohio State for a three-game set. Um, another chance for Ohio State to prove their top notch in the Big Ten. Indiana's a decent team. They don't. I mean, they're not going to pop out at you uh, or grab national headlines, but they can. They can give you some trouble if you're not ready. S the battle of Florida between Central Florida and South Florida for a three-game set. S what scares me about this for South Florida is their offense is not great at all. If Georgina Cork is not pitching, it's they could easily lose. And if, but when Georgina Cork's pitching, they don't really need a lot of offense. She just does the work for them. So that's why this concerns me. And I'm actually going to take Central Florida to win this series two to one. Duke at Notre Dame for a three game series. That's intriguing. Uh, Notre Dame could give Duke some problems, but I'm going to take Duke two to one. Texas A&M at Georgia for a three-game series. I think Georgia will win 2-1. to one. 
LSU and Arkansas for a three-game series is very intriguing. Uh, I'll take Arkansas two to one. Missouri at Ole Miss for three games. <clears throat> I'll take Missouri two to one. Arizona, the Battle of Arizona, Battle in the Desert, uh, out in Tucson. Arizona State at Arizona for three games. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't trust this Arizona team yet, so I'm going to take Arizona State to win the battle 2-1. to one. Nebraska at Michigan for three games. That could be very intriguing, especially if Michigan loses to right now to Miami of Ohio. <coughs> The nation's leading home run hitter going to Ann Arbor. That should be fun. Uh, but I'll take Michigan and their uh, arms in the circle any day of the week over Nebraska. Auburn at Kentucky. I think Kentucky takes two and knocks Auburn off of their high horse. Tennessee at Florida for three games I think could be the best series in the SEC this weekend. Um, but I'm going to take Florida two to one. UCLA at Washington for three games. I'm going to take UCLA in a clean sweep because I don't trust Washington right now. Iowa State at BYU for three games is very intriguing this weekend. I don't really know who to go with there. I'd like to say BYU 2-1, to one, but I'm not. I honestly have no idea. Wisconsin at Iowa is an interesting three-game set this weekend. Uh, North Texas at Charlotte, very intriguing conference USA matchup this weekend. Um, also, UAB at Southern Miss for three games is another intriguing one. North Alabama at Liberty for three games this weekend is a huge one in the Atlantic Sun. And then Weber State will play one game at home and one game at Utah this weekend. And I, I Weber State could take both of those games, to be honest. I don't know for sure, though. But moving on to our statistics leaders, starting with the individual stats. Daniel Gibson of Arkansas leads the nation in batting average with a .548. Taylor Snow of Oklahoma, second in the nation, .542. Sidney McKinney of Wichita State, third with .538. And Jocelyn Olive of Oklahoma, fifth, .525. Obviously, Georgina Cork leads the nation in ERA with a .15. Hope Troutwine of Oklahoma, second, .17. Mackenzie Herzog of Texas A&M, third, .18. Courtney Coppersmith of UMBC, fourth, .26. And Regan Spencer of Clemson is fifth with a .45. Courtney Coppersmith also leads the nation in strikeouts per seven innings at 15.6. Her teammate Kaya Matter is second in the nation with 13.3. Hope Troutwine, third, 12.9. Virginia Tech's Emma Lemley, fourth, 12.7. And UCLA's Megan Frame of fifth, 12.4. Georgina Cork leads the nation in victories with 21. Maddie Penta of Auburn is second with 16. Hannah Hauge of <clears throat> USC Upstate is third with 15. And Catherine Sandercock of Florida State, fourth with 14. Justin Allo leads the nation slugging percentage 1.23. Daniel Gibson second 1.123. Bailey Klingler of Washington third 1.059. And Arkansas's Hannah Gamble fourth 1.032. Justin Allo also leads the nation in on-base percentage with a .681. Haley Lee of Texas A&M tied for second with .621. And Kelly Horn of Troy fourth .617. 
Christina Burkhart of Michigan still leads the nation in doubles with 14. Sydney McKinney leads the nation in hits with 49. Tate Whitley of Ole Miss tied for second with 45. Billy Andrews of Nebraska leads the nation in home runs with 16. Wichita State's Addison Barnard and Bailey Klingler are tied for second with 13. Jocelyn Allo, Minnesota's Natalie Den Hartog, and Iowa State's Michaela Ramos are tied for fourth with 12. Central Florida's Jay Dakota still leads the nation in RBIs with 50. Bailey Klingler second with 43. Michaela Ramos tied for third with 40. And Arizona's Carly Scoopin fifth with 38. Georgina Cork leads the nation in shutouts with 12. Marshall's Sydney Nestor and Penn State's Bailey Partial are tied for second with 7. Hannah Hausch, uh, Washington's Gabby Plain, and Northwestern's Danielle Williams are tied for fourth with six. That just shows you how dominant Georgina Cork has been this year. Uh, but Marissa, Arizona State's Marissa Schuld leads the nation in strikeout to walk ratio at 23.67. Georgina Cork second with a 16.54. Oregon State's Mariah Mazone third, 16.17. And Megan Framo fifth, 12.42. I told you Georgina Cork was running away with the strikeout lead. She is 56 strikeouts ahead of Keely Rochard. And she has 215. Keely Rochard has 159 for second. Sydney Nestor, third, 154. Megan Framo, fourth, 149. And Troy's Leanna Johnson, fifth, 145. Moving on to the team stats. <clears throat> Oklahoma leads the nation in batting average, duh, uh, with a .391. Louisiana second, .372. Kentucky third, .361. Georgia fourth, .361. And it's different because of games played. Uh, UCLA fifth, .352. Oklahoma leads the nation in ERA, duh, .71. UCLA second, 1.04. North Florida, I mentioned they were top five in ERA. They're third with a 1.1. And Florida State's fifth, 1.34. Florida State also leads the nation in fielding percentage at a .988. Oklahoma leads the nation in homers per game, duh, 2.56. Wichita State second, 2.08. Georgia third, 1.9. Arkansas fourth, 1.84. And Duke fifth, 1.81. <clears throat> Oklahoma leads the nation in runs per game, duh, with 10. Arkansas is second, 8.08. Georgia's third, 7.97. Kentucky fourth, 7.84. And UCLA fifth, 7.82. Oklahoma leads the nation in slugging percentage, duh, with a .79. Georgia's second, .685. Wichita State third, .643. Arizona State fourth, .638. And Duke is fifth with .636. And Oklahoma, obviously, is still the only undefeated team in the nation. Um, and I don't really know where they're going to pick up any, many losses at this season. So, UCLA leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio with 8.41. San Diego State second, 7.22. Oklahoma, uh, no, Oregon State, excuse me, is third, 6.45. Auburn fourth, 6.16. Oklahoma 5th, 5.95. Lastly, Central Florida leads the nation walks with 145. Oklahoma 2nd, 135.
Florida State third, 128. Georgia Tech fourth, 126. And Washington is fifth, 121. So that's that's what I got for you this week. South Florida's a concern for me if Georgina Cork is not pitching because their offense is not good. Oklahoma in their quest for an undefeated season. Um, but tons of great softball. I hope weather doesn't really do too much damage to the schedule. Uh, it's already having an impact today, but I will update you on that as we move forward or in next week's episode just to let you know which games were played and which ones weren't um enjoy the softball this weekend we're still going to start getting more games on espnu uh sec network um there's more games coming to tv as march madness is down to their final 16 teams um, but enjoy the softball. I hope you have a great and happy week, self-satisfying week. Um, that's all I have for you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next weekend. This is the Around the Base podcast, and I'm your host, Tyler. See you next week, everybody.